0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we're starting a series called Where Do I Go From Here? This is a series about women who have been through sexual abuse in the Bible and how it relates to us as women today. Recently on the news, we've seen many scandals since 2017. We've seen movements coming up like Me Too. And in this series, we're going to explore what sexual abuse is in the church and how God looks at it. So our topic for today is, did God understand? Maybe you are asking this question, does God really understand what I went through? But I pray that as Deborah speaks today, that indeed you will hear from God and see that he does understand your pain and do grief. Deborah shouldn't like his father, on this subject.
1: Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity again to start this new series of podcast. I am praying, Lord, that you will speak, that our ears may hear you. Bring encouragement, bring comfort, Lord, To as many that will go through this series with us, in Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you to this Women in Revival podcast, and it is my prayer that you will find it useful, you will find it a blessing. We are starting this series tagged, Where Do I Go From Here? Hope for Women Post Sexual Assault." I am running this particular series to identify with my fellow sisters whether those in the kingdom or those who have not actually come to the lord but have been abused have been sexually assaulted molested at one point or another i want to say there is hope for us there is hope for you the the matter of sexual assault has increased in our society And even we, the church, we are not left out of this plague, isn't it? Many women have become objects of assault, even in the church and also outside the church. And many of such women who were victims of sexual abuse, many of them are still living with the emotional stress of their experience young girls are molested by adults who are meant to see to their well-being and many of such young girls are growing up with scars from the past due to what a man did to them and in this series what i am intending us to do is to take a look into the scripture and i believe that this look into the scriptures will grant us insight and open our eyes to see the heart of god for women who have been molested in time gone by and even now. The Bible is not silent concerning this matter. And it is my prayer that you will find this series a blessing. Do share this and do feel free to contact us at any point in time if you have anything you want us to talk about. You can go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk uk and in order to contact us go on our contact us page today i want us to look at did god understand did god understand sexual abuse did god understand when a lady when a girl when a woman has been sexually assaulted did god understand even what we go through post sexual assault And I want to read the book of Exodus chapter 3 verse 9. And Exodus 3 9 says, I'm reading from the King James Version. It says, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. So what are we seeing here? Even though this was when the children of Israel were in captivity were in egypt and the egyptians have made them slaves you know and the people were in deep oppression and the people were sighing they were crying they were seeking and searching for freedom so here in verse 9 here is our god now speaking to moses say look i have heard the cry of the people of israel The cry of the people of Israel has come to me. And I think for me, this is a kind of consolation. That for every woman who has been sexually assaulted, your cry, your inner cry, your loss of dignity, God understands. God sees your cry. So God says, I have seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. God sees how you have been oppressed you have been molested. How you have been abused by that man, by that person who was meant to care for you. Maybe you were sexually assaulted at work. Maybe for you it's actually at church. Maybe for you it's in your home. I want you to know God understands and God sees your oppression and God wants to bring you the comfort That he and he alone can also in matthew chapter 9 verses 35 to 36 fast forwarding now to the new testament the bible says and jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among their people now let's see verse 36 so in the midst of Jesus doing this ministerial job, teaching, preaching, healing sicknesses and diseases, verse 36, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. So we are seeing the Lord Jesus, that the Bible says that when he saw the multitudes, Christ's heart was moved with compassion on the people. Why? The Bible says they fainted. They were scattered abroad as sheep that had no shepherd. And this is to tell you, as a woman that has suffered sexual abuse, maybe you were molested at home. Maybe it was actually your parent. Maybe it's a stepfather. Maybe it's an uncle, a cousin, someone in your family. Maybe it's your boss, whoever it is. That may have abused you I want you to know Christ is compassionate for you Christ wants to reach out to you Christ wants to extend his love for you and I am praying that throughout this series you will discover the love of Christ that surpasses even the abuse that you may have suffered maybe you had no sense of any dignity anymore I am praying that through this series the Lord will restore back to you the dignity that is found in Him and in Him alone. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday we started a series called Where Do I Go From Here." Our topic for today is Hagar, a woman abused by her boss. Today we will be seeing Hagar and how she suffered under her boss and how God indeed helped her even though she was sexually abused and assaulted by her boss. I pray God reach you through this message. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly
1: Father, thank you once again for the continuity of this particular series. I am praying, Lord, that you will speak and bring encouragement and comfort to as many that we go through this series. In Jesus' name, Amen. I really want to thank God for this privilege and to welcome you again to Women in Revival podcast if you have missed any of this particular series that we just started go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk on our home page scroll down and you will find our recent podcast and if you need to contact us go on our contact us page And use whatever means to contact us there. And we will respond to you. Maybe you need counseling. Whatsoever. Just feel free to contact us. We are still on this series tagged. Where do I go from here? Hope for women post sexual assault. Last time we were asking the question. Did God understand? Did God understand that I have been abused? Did God understand what it means to be sexually abused, to be molested? And we saw that yes, whenever people are in affliction, whenever people are oppressed, God understands and God always seeks to bring them comfort. And I guess here's the reason for this series to bring you comfort, to bring you courage, encouragement to let you know that God sees your inner cry god knows what is going on with you so what we'll be doing in this series is that we'll be looking at a few women in the bible who also suffered sexual molestation in a way or in a form and i am praying that as we look at this bible character the lord will encourage your heart that the lord will bring you out of the shell of your past out of the shell of whatsoever anybody did to you by sexually assaulting you i am praying that you will find your identity you will see yourself in the light of the gospel of christ so today let us look at hagar a woman sexually assaulted by her boss so let us go to the book of genesis chapter 16 and we'll read verse 1 to 4 and we'll read verse 6 and we'll read verse 11 to 13 and again i'll be reading from the King James Version, Genesis 16, verses 1 to 4 says: Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, bare him no children, and she had an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said unto Abraham, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid; it may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar and made the Egyptian. After Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. So before we move to verse 6, I want us to tabernacle here, For a moment So here is the story of Hagar A woman who also suffered sexual assault She was brought in into Abraham and Sarah's life She was brought into their home as maid I'm sure as a young girl growing She will have her dreams, her desire I know it it wouldn't have been one of her desire To be a second wife She will be dreaming of becoming a man's wife Of settling down in her own home but unfortunately for her, she became victim of circumstance. So when Sarah, the wife of say of Abraham, could not have a child, she took Hagar and gave her to her husband to be a wife, and thereby we are told that Abraham went into Hagar, and Hagar conceived. And for me, I think it gave me a picture of particularly some women that suffered rape and because of that they become pregnant and i don't know maybe you are going through this and this has been your story i am trying to identify with some of my sisters my persecuted sisters across the world women who were hijacked by terrorists i'm trying to think of our sisters in nigeria some of them who were hijacked by terrorists from their very schools and were taken into captivity And you know, they were impregnated. And you know, the pain, the agony, the scar of such experience. And I want you to know, God understands your pain. God sees your pain. God knows what you have been through. And there is hope for you. So we have seen Ega, who was not planning to become a second wife. But here she is, becoming the second wife of Abraham. So Genesis 16 verse 6 now says, But Abraham said unto Sarai, Behold thy maid is in thy hand, do to her as it pleased thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. So here now we are saying that guy was not only sexually abused, she was physically abused also. So having suffered all she suffered, she fled from home. So you can see that whatsoever you have been through, some women in the Bible went through the same. And I want you to know God sees your oppression. God sees your affliction. And God wants to bring you comfort. So a guy having fled from home, in verse 11 to 13 of that same chapter, 16 of Genesis, the Bible says in verse 11, And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. So what am I saying here? God saw Haggai's affliction. God knew what she went through. God identified with her. Even when she ran away, God sent his angel to go and search for Haggai. It says, God heard your affliction. God did not excuse the scenario. God did not excuse it. God says, I identify with your plight. I identify with what you have been through. And I don't know what your story might be also. I don't know. Maybe you you were once a maid in a home. I don't know. Maybe you were once living in a family with a family. And you have been molested to the point that you are now pregnant. I want you to know. God understand your situation. You need to speak out. Keep not quiet. Keep not silent. Do you go to a church? Speak to your pastor's wife. Don't suffer in silence. So by the time you get to verse 12, God began to talk to a guy concerning the child in her womb. And God told her the name of the child, you know, things like that. And the, the future of the child. Even though all these are not my focus in this series. The point that I want to bring out is that God says, I have heard the affliction. And in verse 13, Hagar called the name of the Lord who spoke to her as the God that sees me. God saw her. She said, have I also here looked after him that sees me? So God saw Hagar in her situation. And like I have said, God sees your affliction. As I close the story of Hagar, I want to close from a few verses in the book of Psalms. First is Psalm 147, verse 3 that says, He healed the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. God sees your broken heartedness. And God wants to bind up your wounds. Don't keep silent. Give us a call. Send us your email. Send us an email and will be delighted to work with you to journey with you and also in psalms 9 verse 9 the bible says the lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed a refuge in times of trouble are you saying even in what seems like trouble for you that has troubled your mind that you have lost the sense of your dignity god says I want to be a refuge for you maybe you are in a place where you can't trust anyone anymore God says you can't trust me and I am praying that indeed you will run to God to be a refuge for you just as he tried to be for Hagar even while she was afflicted and I am praying that you will open up your mind you will open up your heart to the Lord to bring you deep healing that passes any human effort. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago we started a series called Where Do I Go From Here? Our topic for today is Dina a woman assaulted by the prince of her city. Today we will see Dina, the daughter of Jacob, and how she was sexually abused by a royal. Deborah Shinabi will now take us further on this subject.
1: So Father God, we thank you once again for this series and what you've been sharing with us. We just dedicate to this session to you again. Thank you Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. I want to welcome you once again to this series of Women in Revival podcast. We are still on the series, Where Do I Go From Here? Hope for Women Post Sexual Assault. And I am praying that as we go through this series, you will find it a blessing. Maybe there is someone in your life, someone you know, a friend who was once sexually assaulted do feel free to send them this series let it be a blessing a consolation even to them so today on this series like last time we looked at hagar a woman who was sexually assaulted by her boss and we saw how god said she saw he saw her affliction god came to her rescue so today also let us go and look at another woman in the bible And today we are looking at Dinah, a woman who was also sexually assaulted by the prince of her city. So let's go to Genesis chapter 34 from verse 1. I will see whatever verses we are able to pick. In verse 1, the Bible says, And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, which she bear unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. So what are we first seeing here? Dinah was a daughter of a woman just like you who had suffered sexual abuse in the past is also the daughter of someone isn't it and she's the daughter of leah and also the daughter of jacob so we are seeing that dinner had both mom and dad and the bible says she went out to see the daughters of the lamb verse 2 and when Shechem, the son of Hamor the Hevir, the prince of the country saw her he took her and lay with her and defied her so what are we seeing here here is dinah now who went out to see the daughters of the Lamb. perhaps we can say in our days maybe probably went to a party went to prom went to whatsoever function that was happening. perhaps our parents told her not to go perhaps she was not allowed to go Perhaps she went out with few friends, maybe family friends, even though it was against her mother's wish. Like many, many young women in our time who would go out of the home against their parents' wish. And sometimes they are drugged and then sexually molested. Now, I am actually not blaming you for going out in this series. That is not what I am getting at. Whether you went out against your mother's wish, or not, is not a reason for any man to molest you. It's not. but we are seeing Dinah here that she went out against her mother's wish, against her parents' wish. So she went out to see the daughters of the land, and then in verse we are told that the, that Shechem, who was a prince of that particular country, saw her. You would have thought that he was a man of dignity, a man of respect, who would not do such a thing a young girl but no he took her the bible says he led with her and he defied her he defied her he took away her dignity he took away her virginity he spoiled her he humbled her he humiliated her and that is how many many women who have been sexually assaulted that is how we feel isn't it we feel humiliated we feel humbled. We feel exposed. We feel naked. And now in verse 3, the Bible says, And he saw Clave unto Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the damsel and spake kindly unto the damsel. And I'm saying here, what is the essence of speaking kindly with, to her? What is the essence of your love to her? A woman that you love should not be molested. A woman that you truly love. Should be cared for, should be protected, and I don't know who that man is, who has been assaulting you, who have been defiling you, who have been sleeping around with you, maybe that person is actually your stepfather, maybe that person is actually your sister's husband and is been molesting and abusing and raping you day in day out in the name of he loves you woman. You need to speak out. You need to seek for help. Maybe he has threatened you that no one must know. You must not tell anyone. I want you to know. It is time you speak out. Such a man is humiliating you. So you need to seek. You need to cry out for help. And by the time we will read from verse 5 downward, we will see what sexual abuse does to a woman and not only to a woman even to her relative it breaks their heart the bible says when jacob's sons heard of this they were very grieved they were very unhappy it was very annoying to them and this is what sexual assault does to a family when a woman is molested her entire family suffers along our parents, a sibling suffers, some are locked up in depression, some have personality disorder, some have panic attack and the family suffers along. So sexual assault is actually a great crime against humanity. It is a great crime against you if you are under any form of sexual molestation. I want to encourage you to seek for help Seek for help. Don't be quiet. If you are a Christian, if you go to church, speak to your pastor's wife. Speak to the leadership of your church. Don't suffer in silence. Never believe that a man that is molesting you loves you. It is high time to cry out. It is high time to seek refuge. Go to the Lord. Go to the people that God has put in a position of leadership over your life feel free to give us a call on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five i want you to know that god wants to do something new with your life whether it's a pastor a priest a minister that is molesting you in the name of i love you i want you to know such a person loved you not so you need to seek for help and i want to close this particular session as I read from Isaiah 62 verse 4, and it says, Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken. Maybe you are feeling forsaken. Maybe you are feeling neglected. Maybe you are feeling rejected. Speak out. Seek for help. Until you begin to seek for help, you will not find the comfort, the acceptance that God had actually prepared for you in your church family. And it goes and Say, neither shall that land any more be termed desolate, but thou shalt be called ephzeban and thy land beula for the lord delighted in thee and thy land shall be married how would this be seek for help cry out don't continue to allow yourself to be sexually assaulted god wants to give you a new name seek for help amen
0: This is a Women in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started a series called, Where Do I Go From Here? Our topic for today is, Tama, a young girl molested by her half-brother. Today we will see Tama, a young girl who was molested by her own family and see how God responded to this. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject.
1: Father, we thank you once again, even as we continue this series. Do have your way. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much for still taking your time to join us on this particular series. Where do I go from here? Hope for women post sexual assault. I am praying that you will find this particular series a blessing. Do feel free to send it to women in your life, particularly women who are sexually assaulted. Last time we saw Dinah, a young woman who was sexually assaulted by the prince of her city. And God says, you will no longer be termed forsaken. Speak out. Seek for help. Don't subject yourself to the constant molestation of any man, whoever that person might be. Even if the person has said to you, I love you, We told you that is not love. Seek help. So today on Women in Revival podcast, we are going to look at another young lady, Tama David, the daughter of David, a young girl molested by her half-brother. So as we see the matter of sexual assault, you will notice that women are assaulted not only by outsiders. Sometimes it is actually... By insiders, by uncles, by cousins, even some by fathers, by stepfathers. So whatsoever source your assault is, we can see that many women suffer the same in the Bible. And God stood for their defense. And God wants to stand for your defense. Don't live in guilt. Don't live in the shell. Speak out. There is hope for you beyond sexual assault. So let us go and look at Tamar of David. In 2 Samuel chapter 13. Between verse 1 and verse 28. Even though I might not be reading all these verses. Now from verse 1. The Bible says. And it came to pass after this. That Absalom the son of David had a first sister. Whose name was Tamar. And Amnon the son of David loved her. So this is Tamar now with her half-brother. So we are told that Tamar was a beautiful girl and her half-brother loved her. Verse 2. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar. So in a way, Amnon had a crush even for Tamar for she was a virgin. And I think for me, this tells me the reason for the crush because of her virginity. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. And I know there are men like this who seek for beautiful young virgins, young girls who are undefiled. They are predators, they are perpetrators, they look for virgin girls to just keep disverging them and destroying their sexuality. Woman, young lady, if you are falling into that category, there is hope for you. Now verse 3. But I'm not had a friend whose name was Jonadab. The son of Shimea, David's brother and Jonadab was a very subtle man. So I want us to begin to see some underlying issue regarding sexual assault. Some are premeditated, they are planned already. So we see these two friends now Jonadab and Amnon. So Jonadab knew the intention of Amnon, and the Bible says, I am Jonadab is a subtle man. So in verse 5, let's see what Jonadab did. Jonadab said. Unto Amnon, lay thee down on thy bed, and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, Let my sister Tamar come, and give me meat, and dress the meat in my sight, that I may see it, and eat it at her hand. So Amnon lay down, and made himself sick. And when the king was come to see him, Amnon said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar, my sister, come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat at her hand. Then David sent him to Tamar, saying, "Go now to thy brother Amnon's house and dress him meat." So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and it was laid down. And she took flour and kneaded it and made cakes in his side and did bake the cakes. So are we saying now? So this was a set-up rape it was a planned one against this young woman amnon had a subtle friend who told him how to go about it this girl only went to help and there have been many young girls many women who became victims of sexual assault because they went to offer help sincere help genuine help so now in verse 9 and she took a pan and poured them out before him but he refused to eat and Amnon said, Have out all men from me. And they went out every man from him. And Amnon said unto Tamar, Bring the meat into the chamber that I may eat of thy hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made, and brought them into the chamber to Amnon her brother. And when she brought them unto him to eat, he took hold of her, and said unto her, Come lie with me, my sister. And she answered him, Nay, my brother, do not force me. For no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not doubt this fully. Are we saying? So Tamar was forced. She was raped. Rape is molesting a woman against her wish, against her desire. So she said, Don't force me. Unfortunately, I'm not forced her. Huh? For in verse 13, and I, whither shall I cause my shame to go? And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee, albeit he, he will not hearken unto her voice, but be stronger than she, forced her and lay with her. Are you saying? In verse thirteen, I actually felt for Tamar. She said, Where will I cause this shame? This is one of the effects of sexual assault upon women. It brings shame. Some are very ashamed of of themselves. Some felt well, it was my fault. It was my fault. There is no tangible reason for any man to have molested another woman. So we see Amnon here humiliated Tamar, his half-brother. And then in verse 15 the Bible says then Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, Arise, be gone. Verse sixty. And she said unto him, There is no cause. This evil in sending me away is greater than the other that thou didst unto me, but he would not hearken unto her. And I believe this story puts to us, the many experiences of women across our nations, across our lands. Some are being trafficked from different places to another to be sexually assaulted, to be sold into prostitution. So we see Tema forced against our wish, against our desire by her own half brother. She said, ah, What do I do with the shame? And maybe you also, that is going to this series with us, you have been through this and you are living with the shame of sexual assault. I want to say to you, there is hope for you. We are not going to read the remaining of the scriptures. There is hope for you. In Isaiah 61, verse 3, the Bible says, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Maybe you have been mourning like Tema mourned. For the loss of our virginity. Maybe you have been mourning. I want you to know. There is hope for you. Then he goes on. To give unto them beautiful ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called. Trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. God wants to give you. Joy for your mourning beauty for your ashes garment of praise for your heaviness for your depression God wants to call you by a new name He wants to call you His tree of righteousness His own planting so that He can be glorified through your life despite whatsoever assault has been done unto you maybe you have been assaulted by your brother by your half brother by your step brother keep no silence. Speak out, seek for help, and as you seek for a I am praying that you will find a fresh identity in God and in God alone. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we started a series called "Where Do I Go From Here." Our topic for today is Tamar of Judah, a woman who was used to fulfill her brother-in-law's sexual longing. Tamar of Judah suffered in the hands of her brother-in-law, and today we will see how God vindicated her. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject.
1: Father, we just thank you so much for all you have helped us, even throughout this series. We come to you, Lord, that you will continue to speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for still taking the time to join us on this particular series. Where do I go from here? Hope for women post sexual assault. I want you to know that God loves you. God wants to reach out to you. He understands your oppression. He understands your affliction. On this series last time, we were looking at Tamar, the daughter of David, who was sexually molested by her half-brother. And God began to challenge you also to seek for help, to speak out. One of the things that have characterized this particular series is the need for you to cry out for help. Maybe you are still under sexual assault. Or maybe you were sexually assaulted already, but you are living with the aftermath. Cry out for help. Don't live in depression. There is hope for you. Don't live in the shame. God can give your life a definition again. So today we want to look at Tamar of Judah, a woman who was used to fulfill a brother-in-law's sexual longing. So let us go to Genesis chapter 38, verse 6 to 11. And it reads, And Judah took a wife for Ah is firstborn whose name was Tamar and Ah Judah's firstborn was wicked in the sight of the Lord and the Lord slew him so we are seeing the family of Judah the bible says Judah took a wife for his first son and the name of that wife was Tamar and this first son Ah was a wicked person in the sight of the Lord and the Lord slew him verse 8 now and Judah said unto Onan go in unto thy brother's wife and marry her and raise up seed to thy brother so after the death of tamar's first husband there was an arrangement for her to remarry according to the culture so the plan was that onan will marry tamar now in verse 9 and onan knew that the seed should not be his and it came to pass when he went in unto his brother's wife that he spilled it on the ground lest that he should give seed to his brother and the thing which he did displeased the Lord, wherefore he slew him also then said Judah to Tamar his daughter-in-law, remain a widow at thy father's house till Sheila my son be grown for he said lest peradventure he die also as his brethren did and Tamar went and dwelt in our father's house so I think for me I'm seeing another woman who seemingly is being um, blamed for being sexually assaulted. So here we are, we are seeing Tamar, who actually was to be a wife to Onan. But we are seeing here in verse 9, that Onan only took her as a means to just use her for pleasure. So the Bible says, he went in unto his brother's wife and spilled it on the ground, lest he should give seed to his brother. That was wickedness. And this is the problem. Any sexual assault against a woman is wickedness. And the Bible says in verse I want you to see how God sees not only what Onan did to Tema, but also how God sees sexual molestation, how God sees sexual assault. The Bible says, and the thing which he did displeased the Lord. Every sexual assault against a fellow human being displeases the Lord. Don't think God takes pleasure in you being molested by anyone. Maybe it's actually someone in authority. Someone who was meant to take good custody of you. Maybe you are a six-year-old, a ten-year-old, a teenager, a young adult, a vulnerable young woman who is undergoing sexual molestation. Keep not silent. Speak out. Seek for help. Cry out. Don't allow any man to continue to use you as his object of sin. We are seeing Tamar whom Onan was only using to fulfill his sexual desire, to fulfill his sexual longing. In verse 11, Tamar had to be sent away to his father's house because as far as Jacob was concerned she was the reason she was a problem just like we will say "Well, it's because the girls are not dressing properly they are opening their body I am not indulging in modest dressing I take a very strong stand on women on girls dressing appropriately but may I also say that is not an excuse for any man to molest a fellow human being it is a humiliation of another human being. It is not right. It is not correct. So she was blamed and she asked to be sent to her father's house. But by the time the story of Tamar ended, Tema got pregnant for her father-in-law, as if you read this particular chapter to the end, and God had mercy on Tamar. And in Matthew chapter 1, when we read, of people in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Tamar was there. God redeemed her. God redeemed her past. God redeemed her affliction. God redeemed her humiliation. She became one of those great, great grandparents of our Lord Jesus Christ. God vindicated her. And God wants to speak for you. Don't go about, don't allow the fact that you have been molested by a man the fact that you have been abused by a man turned you into a prostitute no don't allow that make you make decision to continue to mess up yourself because a man violated you no there is much to your life seek for help give us a call send us your email i will make an effort to reach out to you amen